Hi, folks. Chick Hernandez here from CBS Sports. I don't know what I'm going to say, but other than you're listening to Pro Sports Podcasters. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters with your hosts, Nee Wallace-Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Welcome back to the Pro Source Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Neil Spruce, and I'm joined by Mr. Justin Williams. Justin, how you doing? Living the dream in yourself. Yeah, I'm all right. I mean, it's getting a little bit cooler up up in Canada and Ontario, but um, we we make do. We we stay warm in many different ways. And one guy who's hot right now is over in Calgary on the west side of the country. It's Mr. Trapper Goldsmith. Trapper, how you doing? I'm doing awesome, guys. Doing wicked. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, Trapper, you've got a quite the team of athletes and entrepreneurs out west. But just tell us a little bit about yourself. Were you an athlete yourself? I was, yeah. I uh, I was kind of I was an athlete all around, right from the get go. Once you know, I learned to compete. That was that was it. I was kind of like a drug for me, and I loved I loved competing. So I was involved competitively in sports right uh right from a young kid and i was racing motocross um then competitive volleyball track and field and then ended up uh pursuing golf long term and and pursuing that professionally there we go golf uh, our third third co-host kobe is very much into golf and i gotta say we're thinking of kobe right now he's um he's away from the show at the moment but we we'll look forward to having him back in the future, and yeah, man, we're, we're thinking of you, bro. Yeah, it's uh, it's you know we miss Kobe very much, and we appreciate all he does around here. And so, you know, just for everyone kind of listening, uh, Mr. John, as you know, we have we've spoken before and everything. Can you uh, can you just kind of let the fans know like how you really kind of started investing time into this business, like into the business I'm in now? Yes, Justin. Yeah, I like. Every athlete, you know, we we play professionally as as long as we can, and and you're so focused on sport that you never really think about life after sport. And it was the same for me. I actually, I was, I'll admit, I was a way better volleyball player in track and field than I was at golf. Um, I was actually offered a, a full ride scholarship for track and field. Um, turned that down just because I thought. You know the longevity of being a golfer. Uh, I could do that long, prof- longer professionally. So, as it turned out, life had a, a different path for me, health-wise. And um, you know, so after sport, it was just it was it's kind of and I, it's the same for a lot of athletes because I, I work with a lot of athletes. It's almost like a buffet, and you're like, oh, I want to sample this and I want to try this, and you've been so focused on one thing for so long uh, that you're, you're just, you're all over the place. And it was the same for me. So, you know, I tried, uh, the oil field, I tried, uh, business ownership, you know, I had a franchise, I had a media company, I had, you know, all these things I was trying and, and none of the, the shoe just didn't fit the foot. And, uh, and, and then I kind of got into finance. I was introduced to this company from, 
uh, a fellow athlete. And right away, you know, it, it was like, hey, I, I looked at the business side of it, being able to build the team, uh, having mentorship, having ownership. And then, of course, what every athlete wants, no salary cap, no ceiling. There you go. And, and those things just, uh, you know, kind of piqued my interest. I got into it. And then once I, uh, you know, got a, a feel for building and recruiting athletes, the competitive side brought that mindset over to business is, uh, is when it really took off for me. That's, um, that's always inspirational. You know, when you, uh, you try different things and you're like, not that you fail, but you're just kind of like, oh, this isn't really for me. And then finally, once you kind of get that gold mine, you're like, Hey, you know, this is, this kind of, uh, this made it work it or worth it. And you, know, you take experiences that you learn from then and kind of implement them forward. As you mentioned with your mind state and mentality. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think like nothing in life is predictable and you just take lessons I learned from yesterday and I apply them into today and, and, you know, you keep moving towards success. And that's exactly it. Life is completely unpredictable. I was supposed to be home by 345, but <laughs> <laughs> lo and behold, um, everyone was like, yeah, no, sorry, I have a meeting to attend. And that meeting went longer than it was supposed to. And then I hit every red light and, oh, this road is under construction. It wasn't under construction this morning. When did that happen? <laughs> Which is unfortunate. Hey, I don't envy, like out here in Calgary, you know, you drive somewhere, it's like 20, 25 minutes. And then when I got to go to Toronto, to the Toronto office, I'm like, I don't know how you guys do it. The the traffic is just mental. Yeah, no, it actually, uh, it annoys me. And I'm planning on moving out west eventually, whether it hey. be to uh, Alberta or uh, Saskatchewan. Oh, wow. <laughs> Alberta, you can't beat the Rockies. Facts, facts. Yeah, well, it takes an hour to get from to Toronto to Toronto, so I totally get it. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> now, Justin, you'll have to let everyone out in Calgary and Saskatchewan know about your upcoming shows. Do you have any? I know you played in Saskatchewan recently. Do you have any shows coming up? We do have some shows in the works right now for Alberta, but we don't have a set day if it's going to happen or not. So it's kind of just tentative. Okay. All right. We'll watch this space and. Where can we find your show announcements on social media? Uh, you can find them at my uh, either on my website, which is jus10williams.com, or you can go to my social medias, which is at the same handle, which is jus10williams. Copy that. Now, Trapper, just back to you for a moment. You mentioned yeah. that, you, uh, I guess, you have a bit of a smorgasbord of sports. It's, it sounds like our show, to be honest, because we have a pretty diverse <laughs> range of sports that we cover, but are there any particular sports or athletes from your from certain sports that you target in terms of the team that you built or and continue to build no actually i it's it's not so much the i mean there's a big difference between sport and and business where sport you know you you if i'm five foot ten i'm not going to be a professional basketball player so there there's a lot of you know physical attributes that allow you to play certain sports you know if i'm six foot ten i'm not going to be a gymnast and in our business and especially on, on my team it's more the mindset that i i really look for and it's why i i enjoy working with athletes not only on the client side but also building my team is just just the mindset every athlete has the the mindset to win and that that drive and that ambition to win. And so when you can harness that and you can take the regardless of the sport, the, the mindset's still the same and, and you can transfer those skills into to business, then they become really successful. 
Yeah, uh, absolutely. This, uh, then I guess the notion of never giving up, like like you touched on before, learning from setbacks or losses. I mean, wins are good, but I think, and you can agree or disagree, but I feel like you do grow or develop more from losses. Oh, it's so true. I I mean, every athlete loses more than they win, and. You know, I I chose golf over other sports that I was way better at because I thought, okay, if I could do this, you know, Freddie, Freddie's still playing pretty good and, and, you know, he's well into his 50s. So I thought, okay, you know, I got a chance at this. You give me long enough. And, you know, eight years in, I was diagnosed with a critical illness. And through some unfortunate surgeries, that was that was a career for me. And, you know, you still because I. I attribute to overcoming challenges and obstacles in sport allowed me to overcome that obstacle and take take all the skills from sport and apply them to, to entrepreneurship and business. Absolutely. And we love to hear that. Now, one, one quick follow-up, because I'm getting a sense here that you have a pretty, you have a pretty robust circle, a pretty, pretty robust circle of athletes. You are a similar mindset. How important is that to have, I guess, everyone on the same page or singing off the same song sheet to use that analogy like how important is it to uh, to align them align the team yeah how important yeah how important is it to, for everyone to be on the same page in terms of mindset oh well i think it's in order to be successful in in anything you have to be aligned with your mentorship your leader your coach uh and if you're not then you know you're you're going to struggle regardless of if it's in sport or business so being aligned and and kind of following you know our our mission statement and where we want to go is is extremely important and and something you know we we strive for as a team is is to stay aligned and support each other the same way we would in the locker room or on the ice or on the field i love that i love camaraderie man and yeah there's a quote i've actually learned recently where it's um you learn more from failure than you ever will from success. Oh, so true. And uh, yeah, the, the way my dad phrases it too every once in a while, he goes, you never fail, you succeed at figuring out what doesn't work. Yeah. And that's something that's, uh, I don't know, I just, I just love that quote so much. <clears throat> but moving forward, you deal with a lot of athletes on the regular and on the daily. Have you ever had a situation where miscommunication has not been the nemesis, but like in a funny kind of twist of fate has actually made the situation much better. Miscommunication kind of made it better. Um, maybe, maybe elaborate on that a little bit, Justin. Yeah. So I was going to go with this. So, uh, one of my buddies back in, um, he's playing for AAA and he signed with the, uh, the Sens, not like Ottawa centers, but like the Sens, whatever it is team. And, um, what had happened was they like in the OHL, there's a contract negotiation and, his contract had an accidental extra zero in it, if you will. <laughs> and he, he had signed, but the verbal agreement was for, let's say, like 10,000, but it was 100,000. Um, so like one of those accidental communications paid off well for him. So I was just wondering if you have like a story <laughs> of like back in your day. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, I can't. Nothing's jumping to my mind, but that's a pretty uh, pretty sweet deal. Right. Especially for like an 18 year old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, lucky they didn't add two extra zeros. Oh. And he'd really, really been rocking. <laughs> Retired at 18. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, all right. But, you know, kind of to just piggyback off of that, you know, I I feel like that's why what I do is, is so important. I mean, 
financial education, especially for young professional athletes that are signing bigger contracts, a lot of them more money than they've ever made, you know, what's, what do they do with it? Yeah. And, and, and the average career length for a professional athlete is between four and a half, five years. So, you know, that's, it's financially, you know, to, to try and successfully set yourself up, mm -hmm. you know, you, you have to be pretty strategic in that. And, and I think that's why I've been as successful as I have with athletes is, is that's what we really focus on. And, and every athlete is different. And, and when you have a, a background like I do, it's, it's relatable and, and I know what they're going through and, you know, it, it definitely on the financial side. Which makes 110% sense given that, uh, what, what advice financially would you give, let's say people right now who are 16, 17, and they know they're headed for the big leagues, or at least their current trajectory is that. Yeah. Like live on nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like it, it, so compound interest, especially when you're that young, you know, your late teens, your early twenties, compound interest is your best, your best ally. And we take it for granted when we're a young athlete, uh, that, that we're going to have more time. And, you know, so the earlier they can, they can start putting away, well, then compound interest becomes your, your best friend. And, and it just, down the road, you, you can't even comprehend the, the effect that has. You know, we can always make more money and, and sign a bigger contract, or but we can't get time back. I, I can never be 22 again. I can never be, you know, 16 again. So that's that's where it becomes really important, for especially for younger athletes. That's, uh, that's life advice. Are you ready to stay fit this winter? Get off the couch with Kettlebell Kickboxing Canada. Sign up now to their Mobility and Movement Program. Use the code PSP15 to get 15% off the one-time purchase of the program. Then it's yours forever. No additional subscriptions or fees. The program is available worldwide. Now, back to the show. I have financial <laughs> yeah. advice I wish I had. <laughs> yeah, don't we all? Man, I just started investing in my RSP and I, like, I just threw a couple G's on there and I was like, I feel so mature and responsible. <laughs> and my dad came in with a uh, steel-toed insult and he's like, you're 27? You should have done this a while ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's 27, you're just a kid. But when it comes to your finances, you're already over the hill. Yeah, right? You're, you're like a senior <laughs> at that point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like again, well, I guess maybe it also might just be in Toronto, but Ain't nobody saving for a mortgage, like not at all. We're renting and saving to go to Cuba to drink and forget about the lack of mortgage we have here. Yeah. So like, yeah. My, my friend in Saskatchewan, she was saying, she's like, listen, she's like, I have three savings accounts. I have one for traveling. I have one for a mortgage. And then I have one for, which I have too, called an in case shit account. <laughs> but she titled it something else, something professional, like oops or whatever. Contingency. Contingency plan. Sure. There we go. But in case shit. <laughs> um, so yeah, and I'm like, wow, all I have is an in case shit because I can't save for a mortgage with this, like how much I make per per hour. And I'm not an athlete, so I'm not going to have millions come my way yet, but it will come eventually. Mm. But I haven't had millions at the moment. So economic crisis, I guess, of Ontario and maybe BC. Well, you know what? It's it's not necessarily a bad thing. And, and I coach a lot of my athlete clients on this is don't be in a rush to buy. Yeah, it, it you can actually put more money away renting. Uh, you know, most people think that by renting, you're just throwing money out the door when, in fact, uh, owning a house costs you a lot more. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
especially condos because oh yeah those fees <laughs> yeah no, management fees uh the, the land you pay for me as a security guard <laughs> yeah you gotta you gotta be safe um yeah if you have like every elevator you have is gonna be like a a, a punch to the face you got, <laughs> you got swing pools yeah con- condos aren't as sexy as they look <laughs> <laughs> when you when you're the owner, they look sexy. They just cost. That's the issue. There we go. There we go. So we're not all on George Springer money. Now, <laughs> just staying in that vein, Trapper, do you have any teams that you follow in terms of sports aside from your your athletes in your team? Are there any like professional sports teams that you follow as like a fan? As a fan, I mean, uh, okay. Well, growing up, like man, I was a hardcore Edmonton Oilers fan. The like. Messier and Gretzky and Grant Fear and Andy Moog. Like I played golf with a lot of those guys, and so I was a huge, huge fan of um, Edmonton. Now, you know, I have to, I have to stay neutral now. Being in Calgary, when, when you mention Edmonton here, you get, uh, <laughs> you get in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I think you know what? I'm kind of patriotic when it comes that way. Any Canadian team, I'm always going to cheer for. You know, I actually just put a post on my my Instagram CFL versus NFL, and NFL won hands down on on the vote. Yep. But you know what? I've I've just I'm an overall sports fan. I think so. Do I have favorites? Not not really. And now I have so many clients across so many different sports that if I have a client on a on a team, then I'm definitely I'm definitely cheering for for them. There we go. Now we love to see that and. We look. We've we've had the pleasure of interviewing many of your clients. So thanks to the hookups on those, and we want to see them do well as much as you do. Yeah. Well, that was as you know, you guys have been uh, interviewing so many of my clients. I was like, <laughs> it's time. Uh, maybe it's time we we joined up and uh, did face. an episode ourselves. So this is this is awesome. There we go. Yeah. And again, like I said, we're we're honored and thankful to have you on here and giving us your time. So, do you remember? Isn't some kind of weird? But do you remember your first feeling when you got your first client? Ooh, first client. That's like the, the first your first win, eh? That's exactly it. So I was going uh, with this. Yeah, that's um yeah, I do actually. Yeah. And it uh it was cool. I think that's where it started to feel real. Mm-hmm. And and especially like when when I took on my first pro athlete, it was like, holy cow, this is this is cool. You know, not only were they excited, you know, and, and we put a great portfolio together for them, but um, that was where I was like, "Hey, this is this is where I wanna I wanna be." And you know, similar to you guys, I talk to athletes all day long, mm-hmm. right? Whether they're clients or not, I just that's my my network and my niche and 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 where I work. So I knew I wanted to just w- whether they become a client or not like i just love talking to athletes that's that's why i love your guys's podcast so much is you know I, it's good to connect with them hear their stories every everybody doesn't matter where they came from has a different story how they got to pro sport and so it, it's yeah i i think more than that just just being in uh the professional sports network and and you know being able to to talk to all these different athletes is is an honor and and I love that experience. That's yeah. uh wow, that was that was a very poetic answer. I'm not gonna kinda got lost <laughs> in your words for a second. And I was like, what's next? And I'm like, oh I'm interviewing him. That's what's next. <laughs> 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 Sorry about that. I was mesmerized. Uh yeah, okay, damn. So 
Wow, that was that was actually very very whimsical there. Okay. Would you ever consider or have you would you ever consider writing some type of piece whether it be in like an essay, journal or some type of thing of of how you kind of learned your second love in life if you will? Yeah, 100%. I I always it was my first career choice was to be a writer and, and granted I was, you know, I think I was 7 at the time, so mm-hmm. you know, hadn't uh um, I, I don't think I realized how much professional athletes made at that time. So, uh, and how much writers made, Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. And especially through my social media and, and YouTube and everything, as I continue to put out more content and, um, reach a broader audience, there'll be more that comes down the, the line of, uh, books, um, and blogs and, and all of that, that content as much as I can, I think, uh, you know, just being able to to put out something that other athletes can can resonate with. You know, I talk a lot about the athlete low, the life after sport low, and you know, to to really put something out there where athletes can understand that, hey, yeah, life, ha- you know, sport is a a massive part of our lives, like a huge impact. But uh, you know, when we look at the overall picture, it's a very small, very small portion. And so what you do in, in life after sport becomes really important. And if you don't embrace that and find something, you know, even bigger than your professional career, that's where you see a lot of athletes, you know, struggle mentally and mental health and, and you know, down that realm. So, yeah, absolutely. The short answer is yes. Yes, it's in the works. Damn. And you touched on really quickly, you talked about uh, mental health. How much is that in a component when it comes to finances? Oh, yeah, that's... Because I hear retail therapy is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just too poor to afford that. It is, absolutely. I mean, the biggest thing is debt. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when you have such a... I was 18, man. I, I, was in, I go to university mm-hmm. and I get this envelope in the mail and it's from RBC and, and it says student visa. I'm like, whoa, 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 back that pony up. <laughs> I have a credit card. Like I've officially arrived. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I had it maxed out by uh, spring break and quickly learned what uh, interest is and paying bills and all that fun stuff. So when it comes to debt, it's, you know, I have clients that, that wake up at one in the morning and they're, you know, they can't sleep. They're they're sweating. How are they going to, you know, they, they feel like they're drowning and all of that stuff. So, you know, they... Uh, Finances and health, man, I think are the two most important things in life. And at the time, it just comes down to financial education and just people not knowing how or what their options are. Yeah, financial literacy is is a class that I wish they kind of taught us back in back in school. Personally, uh, I feel like instead of English class, because you know English kind of seems 100%. like a, yeah, they should have financial literacy every year like for students be like, listen, <laughs> this is what debt is. This is what interest is. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> As a future teacher, that's what I feel like they should yeah. do. So and just, that stuff's boring. Right? Oh, 100%. Like, but what I try and do is make it relatable. So to an athlete, I'll use, you know, comparisons and because otherwise numbers, math and finance are boring. Yeah. I mean, math without a, a purpose to me kind of seems a little, it's, it's like, it's fake in a way. Like I remember one of the things I learned when I was younger was they gave us all jobs, like on paper essentially, and how much you made per month and what you wanted to spend on and if you could afford it. And so I thought that was very, very interesting. And I haven't seen that since, since I was in elementary school. Like I haven't seen once. Like it was one time in like grade five. 
And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's just not taught in schools at all. Which is very sad. But hopefully they'll read your book and understand, you know, financial literacies and all that fun jazz. You should do a TED Talk. There we go. I feel like it'll be fun. <laughs> totally. Yeah, why not? So before we get you out of here, where can our fans find you on social media? Yeah, absolutely. So my Instagram uh, is at Trap Goldsmith. Yep. And then basically all my other platforms, uh, LinkedIn, YouTube, uh, Facebook is all Trapper Goldsmith. You'll you'll find me. You Google Trapper Goldsmith. There's only one Trapper Goldsmith in the world, so and that's you. Pretty easy, uh, easy to find me. Well, except for that one account that uh, made a double of yours, the one who's trying to sell me cryptocurrency. Oh, <laughs> yeah. How did that? Uh... Oh man. Well, so what they it was someone that copycatted my Instagram account. Yep. And then started mess like adding and and messaging my my, my friends, but. Uh, what they do is, so he blocked me, mm-hmm. so I can't actually report him because he's he's got me blocked. I can't see his account. Mm-hmm. So it took a while to to get that one down, but I I think I think I crossed my gone now. Yeah, I think it's gone too. Uh, did they actually end up getting to any of your uh, clientele? They messaged them, yes, but as far as like actually getting anything from them, no. I I tried to get in front of it and did a post on it on my Instagram and. Just said, hey, if this account is messaging you, it's it's a scam. I would never talk, you know, investments or crypto or anything like that with any of my clients through a, a social media platform. That's smart and responsible. Pay attention, kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and we always do this with every guest. Sir, have you ever had a poutine before? You know what? I, I'm not a gravy guy. No, oh. no, I, I have not. Fries, I will eat all day long with a little like truffle salt. There you go. I, but the the poutine, I know my wife makes fun of me, and but it's just uh, not my jam. But have you have you done ones without gravy though, like with with like cheese sauce on it, with, with some other type of substitute? Oh yeah, the the cheese. Yeah, yeah. I have not. Embarrassingly, as a Canadian, I have, I have not tried it. I um, no. I recommend you do, kind soul. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll put it on my to-do list, Justin. <laughs> Please, honey-do list right there. <laughs> yeah. All right, sir. Um, it was a pleasure speaking with you. Nee had to dip out early. He had another uh, another engagement to get to. Right um, on. He was going to message you about it. Is there anything else you kind of want to throw in last second? Any other uh, shout-out or anything you want to give? No, I mean, I uh, I appreciate what you guys are doing. Love the podcast. Um, you know, we've been connected for, for a while. And, you know, I, I love that you support the the pro sport community and you know it's it's a pleasure to be on and, and know you guys as well so it's uh, uh, appreciate you guys having me on man it's always a pleasure to have you it's fun to communicate uh you like my reels we like your work you have a bunch of uh clientele which are nice to us and i feel like it's a small like community or family kind of forming between us so thank you so much there would be no us without you essentially totally totally all right, John. Right back at you, Justin. <laughs> Thank you, sir. All right, man. Have a great day. Go try some fries with uh, some alternative gravy on it for me. Okay, man. And uh, we'll keep in touch. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. For even more of your favorite sports content, be sure to visit the website, www.prosportspodcasters.com. On our website, you will find our sports blog, full podcast library, access to our YouTube channel, and deals from our affiliate partners. You can also sign up to become a PSP Insider and get exclusive access to our insider tips, sponsor giveaways, and insider newsletter. So don't miss out on the full Pro Sports Podcasts experience.
where no sport is left behind.